there's nothing to share about myself. There's a story. There's a backstory. Everybody has their own personal backstory. I was born such and such a year. I had such and such a parents. I had siblings. The first school I went to was blah. There's a story. Um, But, you know, one day it it just became (laughs) ridiculously apparent that that story, that, that backstory, never actually happened. Now, yeah, that can we mean never happened. <laughs> um, so this is just a process, really, of, of um, unraveling. There's an idea of a personal self. Everybody seems to experience this idea of a personal self that has free will. It's the thinker, it's the doer, the mover and shaker. We live in a three or four dimensional realm. Um, I see, I hear, I taste, I touch, I smell. So there's there's an idea of a personal self, which we never challenge. We just assume it's there. And then from there, we go looking for true self. (laughs) What does that say about current self? That doesn't dawn on us. It doesn't dawn. Like, we will acknowledge I'm looking for my true self, my true nature. Right. Okay. What does that say about current self and current nature? It doesn't dawn on us to think, well, if there's a true self to be had, current self can't be true. So this work that I do with people is the unravelling of the idea of a personal self. Mm-hmm. And it can be radical. Um, I, don't, I don't consider anything that I do as spiritual. Uh, it's a radical fact-finding mission, a truthful fact-finding mission. This is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll never get you to meditate or stand on your head in the corner or do mantras or, you know, <laughs> I did all that prior to this. Right. Um, and that was still, whilst I was doing all of that, that was still yeah. this pseudo person seeking. Right. Hmm? Okay, Terrence, let me ask you this because I'm so curious. Yeah. You said in um, one of the interviews I saw you on, you said that, you got all this intellectually for a long time. I think you said like 25 years. You just, you got it in your mind and the intellect and you were like, okay, I get all this spiritual stuff. And, and, um, and then at some point something changed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> see, there can be profound realizations that happen. And if you've never had a realisation like that before, people can uh, assume, I've got it. I've arrived. Right. And, and that's reasonable because they have no other reference point. Totally reasonable. Yeah. yeah. Um, I experienced that in the, the mid-'80s 
86, 87, somewhere around there, um, whereby I kind of just one day it was just like, oh, everything just kind of opened. And I thought, oh, it's happened. Mm, like you had reached something. Yeah. And what occurred was, you know, I, I, I was... <laughs> I was pissed on bliss for a little while. Mm. I really was, yeah. yeah. And then it started to fade. Mm. And it started to fade. And it started to fade. And, and then there was this feeling of this separate, isolated personage coming back. Mm-hmm. And I had enough intellectual understanding at that time to know there was absolutely nothing the me could do to facilitate that experience coming back. Because intellectually I knew there was no me, there was no free will, so I couldn't instigate anything. Mm. (sighs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) now what? (laughs) Right. This head full of knowledge, understanding, this head full of understanding, And yet, at the end of the day, if I was to be honest, me still felt like it was here. Mm. Now what do I do? Knowing, knowing me can't do anything. Now what do I do? Right. So (laughs) then what I elected to do, I want you to hear that there's still a me operating here, seeming me operating here. So then what I elected to do was, okay, Um, I can't do anything, I can't facilitate anything, nothing. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to wait. Okay. That was a me waiting. Mm. Right. You hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I waited and I waited and I just got on with life, married twice, you know, a child and, you know, different jobs, lived in different places, you know, straight traveled the world, like did all this stuff. Right. And this, um, and over that period of time, what I experienced, and the only way I know how to describe that was, it was like a, um, I was living in a constant state of heartbreak and a yearning to want to, go back or, or, or experienced what I experienced in my mid twenties. Right. Know, I okay. felt like, I felt like I'd arrived in heaven. Mm-hmm. In your mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Or okay. Nirvana. Yeah. I felt yeah, like enlightenment. Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. Like boom. Yeah. Yeah. Hung around there for a while. And then at some point I'm making up a story. Okay. So please understand. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean this literally. And then <laughs> at some point, um, God just decided, nah, you're going back. And it just literally felt like I was dropped from grace because I can remember the day uh, uh, where, where I felt like I was, please understand this is a story, okay, but I, I yeah. felt like I was slammed back into my body again. Yeah. And then the, then the full experience of feeling separate and isolated mm. again occurred, you know. 
so there was a, 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 just a constant sense of heartbreak, you know. Um, yeah. And then, you know, over a, you know, relatively, well, over a seeming long period of time, um, I knew not to seek. I knew not yes. to seek, you know. Um, yet I made the mistake. <laughs> I didn't realise. I made the mistake of taking the stand well, if, if it's going to happen, it's just going to happen. I'll just wait. <laughs> There's a me waiting. Right, um, right, right, right. Uh, um, and then, you know, life just seemed to get worse. In my, my, my inner world, just seemed right. to get worse. You know, externally, as far as yeah. anybody was concerned, I seemed to look successful and, you know, but internally I was falling, to, I literally started to fall to pieces. Right. And then um, <laughs> I'm telling a bit of a story here, but anyway, then one day. Um, when you're done telling a story, I want you to tell what you say, what you mean by you're telling a story. That would be interesting well, right there. Well, <laughs> or just tell it now. Well, the story that I'm telling is what seemed to happen. It didn't really actually happen, mm -hmm. all right? So what seemed to happen was nothing but a product of what mind was saying was happening. Right. Just thought, just right. thoughts, right? There yeah. was just a, a story going on in the mind. This is happening. This connects to that. And, yeah. yeah. Whereas outside of the mind and outside of the body, yeah, absolutely nothing was happening. Nothing was happening so this is all just arising yeah and that's and this okay good and, and this is the experience that uh everybody experiences as a me right outside of mind and outside of body nothing's happening you don't only need to look around hmm. just like look so where is all this drama occurring yeah in mind right. yeah. so right. okay yeah, like, you know, if I cut a long story short, I was just kind of sitting there one day and um, I, um, this is a non-dualist, right? <laughs> I was sitting there one day and I just, in absolute desperation, I threw out a prayer. Fancy okay. a non-dualist throwing out a prayer, right? <laughs> but anyway. Well, I don't out. know that much about non-dual, so that doesn't, that's not, well, I'm not I guess that's surprising. In the, in okay, the well, well, okay. I probably should have clarified that. Non-dual <laughs> non means there's no such thing as two. Okay. There is only one. Right. Okay. Now, even when we say one, it implies that there's possibly the idea of two. Because where do we get the notion of one from unless we can compare it to two or three or right. four, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's... <clears throat> it's it's often referred to as one without a second okay now try and get your head around that <laughs> <laughs> huh anyway. um so anyway i threw out this prayer and the, and the prayer was take me or save me right don't so Take me or awaken me, but don't leave me sitting here like this. Right. Threw that out. 
absolute desperation. I just threw that out. Sat there, sat there, sat there, and I waited. Of course, nothing happened. <laughs> right. And I kind of went, yeah, that's exactly what I expected to happen. Then it just dawned on me because the question arose for the last time. Why is it the me feels so real? Mm. Why, why am I experiencing this sense, this sense, not a thought, mm. sense of a me? What's going on right there with that? Prior to that, the approach was cerebral. Right. But I just, I was just so overwhelmed with this contracted sense of me. Right. I dived straight into that instead of into the head. Mm. Something was revealed right there. You know, this, this sense of me that I'd been calling me. Right. My whole life was not the me. Right. Interesting. It was literally not the me. And I saw the link. Yeah. <clears throat> so mind has been hijacking this, this presence or this beingness our whole life. And the beingness is real. It is. Right. Yeah. Like what it is doesn't matter but it is yeah. and mind hijacks that and calls that me right right and i literally saw that i literally saw that mm. and i thought i've seen that 20 years earlier and i didn't i thought mm. intellectually i made the connection and saw it right but this particular day it became absolutely experiential yeah. Yeah. Um, then I then I just sat quietly for three months. All the meaning stopped. All the thoughts stopped. Like mine just yeah. collapsed. It yeah. literally just collapsed, and just found myself sitting quietly and sitting still for three months. And, and around the three month mark, the mind started to stir again. Mm. And because um, there was nothing going on in that three month period. In, in the mind? Correct. Oh, so there wasn't, I, I know you like to say like mind is being active. So it, it, there wasn't active mind. It, it was dead quiet. Okay. Like dead quiet. Hmm. Doesn't that, it doesn't have to happen this way either. You know, it's not, there's no hard and fast rule for it. Right, right. Sharing what occurred here. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the mind started to stir again. I kind of, it was like I started to become self-conscious again, but not mm. me-conscious. Okay. And I started to look around. And I just started seeing things for the first time, really seeing for the first time. No longer was the seeing being filtered through the mind as a me that's seeing. Mm. So you said you were, you said you were me-conscious Sorry, self-conscious, but not me-conscious. Yeah. When you say self, you mean you mean 
not the person. Correct. Okay. And then you were seeing things differently. Yes. And it's remained that way. But since that time. Everything is always brand new and fresh. Yes. Brand new. You know, I, I, that's my phone, yeah? I look at my <laughs> phone, I look away from it, I look back at it. When I look back, it's brand new. Right. Yeah. That's the, in the immediacy. That would be the experience in the absolute immediacy of now, and there is only now. Right. You are listening to an excerpt from a virtual satsang about non-duality by Terence Stevens. Terence holds two Zoom satsangs every week. To make a booking, start your journey by going to www.terencestevens.com.